Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody, and welcome back to From Complex to Queens, Amazing Avenue's minor league podcast. I'm Steve Saipa, and you'll hear from Lucas Vlahos and Ken Lavin and Thomas Henderson in a couple of minutes. But this is, uh, I don't know if it's a tradition, you know, uh, we've been doing this podcast for about two and a half, two, two and a half years now, so I don't know if we have been around long enough to have tradition, but... It is Thanksgiving weekend, and it is tradition to discuss what you're thankful about and reflect on the year that's passed. So this week, the four of us, we're just going to be taking some time out to do exactly that. And obviously, first and foremost, I am thankful for whoever is out there that's listening, because uh believe it or not it's kind of a a hassle not a hassle but it's a process to do this podcast between recording coordinating editing big shout out to Brian Salvatore with the editing but you know all this stuff it's it's not as easy as it looks so for the people that actually care about what we have to say to the people that are interested in what we have to say i definitely thank you for consuming <laughs> our product and listening to what we have to say and, you know, occasionally leaving us comments or Twitter at mentions or emails, uh, you know, any interactions that we get because it shows that like, hey, 
we are not just shouting into the void, into the ether, which is, uh, would be funny, but also, you know, not very appreciated. So definitely thankful to everyone out there that is listening, especially Ringo. We love our Ringo, don't we, folks? Um, so besides that, this year, especially, I am thankful for the Mets having a plan and their plan not crapping and destroying all over what I like. Obviously, as this is a minor league podcast and I do all minor league stuff, and I've said in the past that over the years, just by virtue of doing all that kind of stuff, I invest more time and effort into following and rooting and whatever for the minor league aspect of things as opposed to the major league aspect of things. And, you know, the importance of those two things in reality are flipped. The Mets are the most important entity out of, you know, the entire organization. And the minor leagues are really just kind of uh, a vessel to get guys from high school, college, and young professionals into those orange and blue uniforms. So a lot of times, you know, you'll see, oh, okay, we, we the Mets want to acquire a certain player. So they'll trade minor leaguers, or they'll trade draft picks, or they will sign players and then give up draft picks, whatever. And, you know, normally that kind of stuff, well, hopefully <laughs> that kind of stuff improves the Mets. It doesn't always do so, which is uh, unfortunate because they are the Mets after all, but good or bad, you know, these moves kind of uh, uh, screws things up for me. You know, I look forward to making lists. I look forward to looking up and making reports about players. I look forward to looking up information about potential draft picks, things like that. So to see the Mets this offseason have a plan where their plan is to basically uh, maintain all those draft picks that they have. Makes me a very happy camper. Now, you could argue that the utility of keeping a you know 13th round draft pick is not the best idea when you can sacrifice that and get a major league ready okay to premium talent, you know, whatever whatever a certain player might be. But this, you know, this offseason, as we have seen with all of the players that the Mets signed, they were not having, uh, they did not have, like, qualifying offers attached to them, so there was no penalties for signing them, and no draft picks have been given up. And they have improved the Mets, so it's just like, win-win, oh my god, everyone is happy here. Um, in the case of, you know, the, the Marcanas and, and the Starling Martes and the OMG Max Scherzers, all of these, uh, signings, it's like, great, we're improving the Mets and, oh yeah, we're not destroying the minor leagues. And that makes me happy as the person that, you know, dedicates so much time and effort and energy into all this minor league stuff. So... I'm happy for everyone who listens. I'm happy that the Mets had a cohesive plan this this offseason, apparently. And I'm happy that this cohesive plan does not rain on my parade. My parade being the minor leagues. So, 
it was a crazy uh, 2021. We still have a couple of more weeks left in, in the year, and we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's been fun, and hopefully going into the 2022 season, it, it remains fun. Let's go Mets. Hello, everyone. This is Ken. And uh, this year, I'm thankful for a lot of things, um, both baseball and, and life-wise. Uh, first, the, the obvious, my, my friends and family. Um, very thankful to have all of them in my life. Uh, my beautiful girlfriend, Christina. Um, extremely thankful that she's in my life. Um, and uh, from a baseball point of view... Uh, I'm thankful for a few things. Um, very thankful for Francisco Lindor's a Met. Uh, I know his first season in Queens uh, wasn't always good, but certainly saw enough of, you know, classic Lindor, especially down the stretch, where I'm very excited to see what he does next year and, you know, for the duration of his time in, in New York. I'm very thankful that, um, you know, Pete Alonso had a great season. Uh, I've long been a, a big fan of Pete's, so that made me very happy this year. I'm very thankful for that we, we had minor league baseball at all. Um, the, the pandemic canceling last season was, was really, really sad and kind of hard, and um, it was very, very nice. Um, and I'm very, very thankful that we were able to have minor league baseball and that I was able to go see, um, you know, not as many games as I would have liked, but I, I did get to see the best prospects in, in the system at least once uh, for a couple at bats. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very thankful for that. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy based on this past year. So, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone and, uh, let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Lucas here with a somewhat belated Thanksgiving segment uh, for From Complex to Queens. This week, we're just supposed to talk about some things that we're thankful for. I assume baseball-related, though I'm sure many of us could go on about other things. Uh, and, and I'm also sure most of us probably want to talk about guys like Max Scherzer and Starling Marte and uh, Mark Kana, who are now Mets in a seemingly stunning turn of events over the last couple days. Um, but no, that's not the direction I want to go, in part because I'm a curmudgeon. I think they should have signed Kevin Gossman instead of Max Scherzer. Don't tell anyone. Um 
but but also because this is a minor league podcast and i uh, i'd like to focus on some of the stuff on the minor league side that we're uh particularly thankful for um and and to be clear if you're looking for a system that you wanted to be as excited about as possible this is not it um we've talked extensively about how uh limited this system is at this point but uh, there's a couple th- couple aspects I want to touch on in terms of uh, even even in such a barren situation, there are things to be happy about, and uh, the most obvious ones, of course, are, are Brett Beatty and Francisco Alvarez. Like, uh, 2020 was certainly a, a weird year in that there was a real information gap, and we missed a lot of information about uh, breakouts. So perhaps as we move to next year, there's going to be more movement on lists relative to the start of 2021. I think that's a pretty fair assumption. However, the leaps that we're likely to see from Brett Beatty and Francisco Alvarez in terms of the rankings, and we've certainly already seen the leaps on the field, but it just the the purely numerical leaps we're going to see when industry top 100 lists starts coming out is is incredible, right? And you know, we were very high on these guys uh uh at the uh uh, start of the season but i don't think any of us really anticipated that francisco alvarez was going to become a a top 10 prospect almost universally right ken was the high one on francisco alvarez and uh, gambling on any high school age catcher to turn into a prospect of that caliber is usually a fool's errand and and it's worked out uh as for brett Beatty, like we can talk about all the uh 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 model unfriendly aspects of his profile whether that's his size his position his relatively advanced uh uh age for his draft class which i think is an overrated factor but that's besides the point. He's turned from a an interesting little prep bat that that might be something to uh, a third base prospect who I think um, the the voices in the prospect industry that I certainly pay the most attention to uh, would would argue that he's a top thirty level prospect, and I and I certainly agree with them. Um, that sort of development is is really surprising and and something that we should all definitely be thankful for not just because it obviously helps the org um, but because it's fun to to watch and and it gives us something to look for in uh what is a a a fairly uh uninteresting uh, prospect landscape in the Mets farm so those guys are those are the guys at the top those are the fairly uh, obvious choices for a segment like this but I wanted to dig a little deeper uh uh talk about some of our our fan favorites um, mine is definitely Khalil Lee at this point. I think he has a really exciting game. Uh, I'm always a sucker for on-base percentage heavy uh, uh, players, even when there's major head t- uh, questions about their ability to actually hit the ball at all. Um, but I- I'm quite thankful that the Mets wound up picking him up for uh, what I consider to be basically a free cost. Like I don't think much of Josh Winkowski, and Freddie Valdez has been um how you might say uh bad so uh, i'm very excited and and eager to see how he progresses going forward see how that speed power combo plays with his uh natural on base skills and 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 thankful that we get to be along for that journey even if it starts with 11 straight strikeouts in his brief major league cameo uh this past season um and if we want to uh dig even deeper we should talk about um, uh, some of the interesting J2s type guys that they've signed. I mean, I'm certainly not a, 
I've made no uh, secret of my feelings for Junior Santos, but both their J2 signing guys and some of the guys from the last draft, there's a surprisingly interesting crop of pitchers at the bottom of the system. And I should preface this by saying that every team has this interesting crop of pitchers and probably has more and uh, what have you. But frankly, when I sat down to make my list, I was not expecting to find as many guys that I was interested in in the back 10 of the system. Uh, Dominique Camel is definitely my personal favorite. I think he's gotten some hype in uh, deep dive prospect uh, community people. Um, really interesting stuff from a relatively unheralded pick. Uh, and I'm excited to see how he progresses. I have similar, though, uh, less strong feelings about both Carson Seymour and Levi David. Uh, really interesting characteristics with some of their pitches and their size. Uh, I think there's potential for both of them to be major league contributors. And the last one is is someone I've stumbled upon uh, only recently, and and that would be Joel Diaz. Uh, Joel Diaz, who I only, or perhaps it's Joel, I'm not quite sure how you'd pronounce that at this point, Um, but someone I only stumbled upon relatively recently while uh, preparing my top 25 list, and I've quickly become a a really big fan, Uh, someone that Baseball America was on, and and perhaps we we all uh, missed a little bit. So Joel Diaz uh, 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 might be an unearthed gem here, had a .54 ERA and 50.1 innings in the DSL. And yeah, DSL stats are next to meaningless, but um, that's some real fun stuff. Um, Guy with a a, a lively fastball and a couple other secondaries that he has a a decent feel for, even a changeup that that doesn't look awful, which is always incredible for someone that young. so uh, anyway, uh, I'm really quite glad that there is this uh, uh, more exciting than I expected to find group of guys at the bottom of the system, and hopefully we'll get to watch some of them blossom just like we saw uh, Alvarez and Beatty do this past year, perhaps to a lesser degree, but uh, we'll probably get at least one breakout from that group, right? 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 Please. Um, so anyway, that's the uh, uh, my bit about who I'm thankful for in the Met system. I should also say thankful to anyone, all of our listeners, and of course Steve for uh, coordinating all of this. We'd all be lost without him. Um, so that'll be my Thanksgiving bit for this year. Uh, until next time, love the Mets. Love the Mets. So obviously on Thanksgiving, which I'm actually recording this multiple days after Thanksgiving because that's when we record or send our stuff to be recorded since we're all busy for the holidays. Um, <clears throat> you talk about what you're thankful for. And for me, I'm thankful for a lot of things. Um, to start off, my friends and my family who have been around through the pandemic and through a lot of personal stuff in my life for me that were, it was very difficult. And um, it's very nice that how they have been throughout all that um, to keep it not really getting too much information here on a podcast about minor league baseball. Um, well, I'm not really thankful for the Mets a lot of the time because they make me mad. I am thankful for the bonds that I've made through the Mets here at Amazing Avenue. I've met a lot of friends, uh, a lot, a lot of friends that I consider very good friends now. Um, I've met because of the Mets, basically. I wouldn't have met them any other way. And we all came together on this very good, in my opinion, this very good, um, online community to become actual friends as well as online friends. Um, I'm thankful for also like some of the stuff the Mets do, like Jacob, 
in Francisco Lindor. Like, well, that's very small potatoes in the long run of life. And like, they don't really matter. And like all that, it does matter. And it's a good thing that you get to root for players who will be here for a long time. And like my kids eventually will become fans of them. And when I have kids and like, there'll be people you tell your grandchildren about and stuff like that. And that's always fun to have around because frankly, not every team gets that. Not every fan base gets that. And those players only come around few and far in between, especially a guy like DeGrom and even Lindor. He's a superstar. So like you don't, they're rare and we should appreciate them while they're here. Um, really like on top of that, I'm thankful for sports in general, like not only baseball, but Sports are another thing that have made lifelong bonds while I was playing. I'm still friends with a lot of people who I was teammates with. Um, it's some of my greatest memories growing up is sports related. And again, it's something that doesn't really matter, but also does matter. Like it's, it's one of those things. Um, I'm thankful for the distractions sports could give when things are going poorly. And I'm thankful for the uplifting it could do when things are going well. Um, and I'm also thankful for this podcast. It's really just a, it's a fun thing that I look forward to every week. And it's a way that's grown, that helps, it challenges me in terms of like learning different things about how people, how my co-hosts, I guess, my fellow podcasters on the show view things. And it's always a fun discussion. It's always an interesting one. And it's, it's given me kind of a direction that amazing Avenue that I didn't have before. I was just kind of doing things and writing random stuff, but now I feel, I always felt a little more pushed in a direction, which is a good thing for me. So I'm thankful for that as well. Um, so yeah, also I'm thankful for all of you listening. I know that it's a very niche podcast. Like if we're talking about Mets minor leaguers in a system that sucks and we complain about it quite often. And I think for good reason, like it's fun to, like not fun to, but I mean, I'm thankful for you guys because it's fun to talk about it is what I'm trying to say. And it's fun that we got it. I'm thankful that we get a platform for it, that it's a big enough platform that we could keep doing this weekend and week out and people listen to it and we get the few write-ins that we do are always appreciated. So yeah, happy holidays to everyone. And I hope everyone had a good holiday before Christmas because Christmas is coming and it's the best and that's about it. All right, everybody. Well, that is the show this week. So if you have any questions, comments, whatever, you could send us an uh, email at our email address from complex to queens at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and shoot us questions there. I'm at Steve Saipa. Lucas is at Elvlahos343. Ken is at Ken1191. Thomas is at SZN. You can leave comments in the podcast post. You can dox us and send us mail actual mail if you so choose whatever we would just you know it's it's nice to hear from people uh you could subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from rate and review it and thank you for listening and we will be back next week so until then love the mets love the mets <laughs>